Greetings, flesh creatures. It is I, Megatron. On behalf of TFYLP, I want to congratulate you for listening to the most refined collective podcast on this miserable little planet Earth. Yes. Here you'll find knowledgeable fans discussing every aspect of Transformers and beyond. Now, enjoy the show while I continue my path to complete conquest of all of you miserable biological entities. Predacons, terrorize! Hi, and welcome to TFRP episode 364 for uh, Monday, January 27th. The first Monday episode yeah. ever. Mondays now. Whoop. Yeah. Monday Night Football. Suck it, Garfield. That's right. <laughs> what? What about Garfield? I now have the. He hates Mondays. A... Everybody knows that. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. I have an there image here thumbnail for this later. I can't believe I had to explain that. Yeah, you better. Well, there you go. It's been a while, man. <laughs> or you could put you could put the chick from Office Space. Sounds like you got a case of the Mondays. One of those. Can you just have that voice all the time? I have a lot of voices. Just that one, though. If that's what you want, sure. That is what I want. I like where this is going. The whole I, really is going. <laughs> I need to mute it, but keep talking, please. Content. Well, Hashtag well, content. We'll we'll just have the whole episode where Paul just does random voices. It'd be great. You could do a whole episode by yourself. Could impersonate Rick. Yeah, I could I could do like some art piece where like I have a conversation with myself and one of <laughs> no. So so just as an FYI, this is live. Like we are recording the episode now. It's going out to the internet. So just hey, internet. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's on YouTube right now. So should we quickly roll through some introductions then? Yeah, so uh, back from his trip, we've got some Rob over here. Howdy, howdy. <clears throat> and then we got Christian. What's up? And then, last but not least, Paul. Somebody's got a case of the Mondays. <laughs> I think I'd kick someone's ass for saying that. So, I had an interesting, <laughs> interesting thought in preparation for today's show. What is and the topic? Is that- Oh, oh we, we are just going to talk a about months ago. Uh, we are just going to talk about office space the whole time. <sighs> kind of. Right, before we get to the topic, my interesting thought is that uh, I realized today that I think this week or last week is my two year anniversary on the show. So I'm like oh, a grizzled veteran compared to you guys. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Look at that. You got the grizzly beard and everything. <laughs> no, I've got, a, I've got a big meeting later this week, so I've got to trim it up a bit. Oh, look at my mutton chops. time you see it. It's nice. They're, they're really Even short. Lucas is growing in. See, I, I know. I was going to say, I've, uh, I've been on the show long enough. I'm starting to grow a little bit of a beard here. <laughs> Too much TFYLP and not enough time to shave. Yeah. You've been a fan of mine for two all two years. Thanks for being a fan of mine for two years. <laughs> now I'm done. So there you go. So what's the show topic tonight? It is the changing shape of retail. Like, um, 
you know, many of us on the show and, you know, many of the collectors in the hobby, you know, we're an aging demographic. We keep getting new young blood in as well, you know, but a lot of us have, uh, you know, been active collectors for like 20 years at this point, you know, or like I'm personally at about 15 been actively back in the hobby and just, you know, kind of talk about how we've seen that shift from, you know, whenever we started, you know, you know, back in the days, Oh, in 85, I found it in Walmart, you know, to, how things have changed to today. You know, the internet's obviously been a really disruptive aspect of that, as well as the rise of third party, which I don't know of any other toy brands that have such a huge third party influence that really have shaped how you buy transformers as well. Um, and yeah, just kind of talking about that. Well, you know, I think the, the thing that's interesting is a lot of other brands license out their properties a lot more than what, uh, Hasbro does with Transformers. So, like, Marvel, I mean, you don't have to have a third party because there's how many different companies are making some type of a Marvel figure or statue or whatever it may be, whereas Transformers, pretty much, like, if it if it transforms, you know, it's not, getting it. li- it's not getting licensed out. Yeah. If we have a lot of licensed material, just not that transforms officially. I was trying to think if there was anything that transformed that was licensed. Like, you know, we have statues and busts and holiday decorations and dollar store knickknacks. Not particularly. (laughs) It's probably about the closest thing I can think of. Fast food crap? Well, before it got to crap, you know, it's animated was the last hurrah for the good ones. Beast Wars. Yeah. Um... Well, I know like uh, 3A is making a sound wave and the Ravage can fit inside of his chest. And I guess it was like a big thing that they had to get the okay from Hasbro because I I think it just like folds in half essentially. I I don't think that there's like a big transformation component to it, but you know. Sounds like a pretender sound wave (laughs) with a Ravage inner body. That's interesting, Uh, especially that that caused a kerfuffle. Not necessarily as an antagonistic kerfuffle, but... Well, I'm sure anytime you're working with Hasbro as a, an official partner that you, you know, have to get everything signed off. I mean, I'm sure that's true of any, any You know, would you consider FunPub back in its heyday? Because those were licensed figures. They were made at the same factories, though. And they were obviously the same molds and everything. But we also know, how, as the years went on, how deep... Hasbro got into the process and, you know, made it really challenging for Fun Pub sometimes. A little bit of yes, a little bit of no, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere, you know. Well, and even with the uh, with the conventions that they had where they kind of told them, hey, you can't have third party and whatnot at the conventions. <laughs> that was fun. So. TFCon yeah. <laughs> told them, see ya. <laughs> and, you know, BotCon being official had to toe the line. Right. And that was also when, you know, I think part of this, you know, to be on topic is, I'm sure some of us remember the time when you bought your third-party toys in the Transformers sections at your online stores. Like, it was part of it. They were just made by a different manufacturer, and Hasbro was trying to, I think, get those sites to shut it down. But, you know, they didn't couldn't really pull that weight because there wasn't anything illegal about it. Um, and so they had to shuff it off to third party or other transforming figures. You know, they couldn't put it under the Transformers brand. You know, we saw that shift with all the big retailers at the time. And the small ones for that matter. 
Well, I'm a little surprised that Hasbro hasn't tried to pull more weight and say, hey, you know, if you're going to sell this, like, I, I don't know that you can sell our other, you know, figures. Because, I mean, there's some some stores that probably sell a lot of third party, but I'd be curious, like, like a big bad toy store. Um, I mean, as much product as they go through of just regular Hasbro product, I, I'm curious what their percentage of third party compared to, you know, official is. I get the feeling big bad would be the biggest target for that. Just because most other stores we think of pretty much specialize in third party. Right. You know, when you think of your online shops and I mean, some of them like, do carry like TF Source carries Hasbro product, Collecticon toys carries Hasbro product, but Collecticon doesn't do third party. You know, and TF Source is big, but they're still not big bad toy store who carries every line for everything, for everyone. You know, including the myriad of Hasbro products. I wonder if it could happen if they couldn't get these other retailers to toe the line, combined with the fact that we have Hasbro Pulse now. If you know that could happen someday, I think it definitely could. I I, I kind of can't believe it hasn't, but I think um, especially with Toys R Us being a major retailer that's gone, it's like those mid tier buyers are are still important. I don't think they they if they really want to go after third party, that's how they, they could do it in one night. Be like, you guys are all all your wholesale accounts are dead. You know that that's all it would take, but then. My guess is they, those com- those companies like TF Source and whatever, they just they continue as long as they could just doing third party stuff instead and finding non wholesale means to sell regular retail stuff. There's, you know, part of the reason why I wanted this topic is I feel like over the past maybe at this point maybe two years the number of places to buy third party products online has exploded, as well as if you want third party, lots of times the cheapest is now from the honest eBay sellers. Like Baba, <clears throat> excuse me, Baba Bobo often has as cheapest price as anyone, you know, maybe a few pennies, literally different from eBay. And then is now we have stores that are selling to English customers from other countries like Shoz Store. You know, where it used to be like if you need to go through Robot Kingdom or something. You're going to be doing guesswork with what the shipping is going to be. You don't really know until they ship. And, you know, like, usually the math didn't work out to be the risk worth, you know, buying it there versus Big Bad or any other number of stores. Um, I think the biggest disruptor in in that area would be Amazon Japan. Amazon Japan has been big for Masterpiece. I don't think it, you know, obviously not for third party, but. Well, but I think in general. Four years back when that was a thing. They they offer such a huge discount and you know, relatively not expensive shipping, especially get it as quick as they do across the entire planet. I mean, so that's, that's changed the landscape incredibly. I I know for me personally, you know, five years ago, um, I was buying uh, masterpiece figures from like Nippon Yasan, HLJ, Amiami, um, and some of those, and they were offering some of the same discounts, but they were smaller shops. And so I, I'd be curious to see like how much of a disruption Amazon Japan has been for them because the shipping prices, especially now that um, shipping from Japan uh, has gone up, like, I mean, shipping prices in general have gone up. 
but then Amazon Japan has comes in in through DHL or whatever is able to offer like pretty competitive shipping rates for the most they part. They have to be holding someone at DHL's family. <laughs> like, those, those rates just don't make any sense. No, like, don't. yeah, but I mean, I'm sure it's the same thing with Amazon US. Like, I'm sure that, and and that's one of the things, just in general, like, you know, sidebar thing is, is like if you're, like, if you're trying to sell things on eBay, and I know all of us sell on on eBay, like, you know, we're we're cycling toys through as collectors and and whatnot, and so you know with am. Everyone pays, or not everyone, but a lot of people pay for Amazon Prime. And so you almost have this expectation between them and Target and Walmart and whatever that shipping is free. And so, like, whenever I go to try to sell something on eBay, people are freaking out because they're like, wait a minute, I have to pay, like, $12 for shipping on this item? You know, and you're like, it yes. It says it right like, there when you buy it. That's that's how much shipping is. Like if you go type in your zip code, my zip code, the weight and whatever of this item, like that's how much it costs to ship it priority uh, in order to get insurance and all that kind of stuff. And then but like with Amazon, I mean, they just people just kind of forget that they paid 100 bucks for Prime at the beginning of the year. And, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, like whatever. I I shipped a couch like next day from Amazon, you know, and, and whatever. But. Muted. Uh, you're you muted, Rob. Son of a bitch. Amazon fixed their shipping problem by making their own shipping company and yeah. delivering it themselves. Yep. You know, like Amazon Japan does. They don't have that yet to get to overseas, but it wouldn't surprise me if at some point Amazon Japan just starts cargoing their own crap overseas to the Amazon U.S. distributor and shipping it out. And I think that shipping thing is something that. We it's a big part of it. Take, well, it's a big part of it. Of how things have changed. Is, oh, yeah. I mean, because, you know, back in the day, remember, you used to wait till Big Bad Pile of Loot piled up to ship it. And then they, you know, I don't know how they do their numbers, but, you know, they may, well, just find $4 flat shipping, you know, just to, to make it easier. And then I don't know when it happened, but China's sellers can ship to the U.S. for pretty much free there's some tax break so they're getting so insane yeah which i don't know how long that's going to last with the trade wars and all that but you know for right now it's still there which makes sites like show z even possible yeah i mean it's an unfair advantage but i mean you take advantage of those things when you have them as a business you know you you, you yep. the reason <clears throat> the reason uh, amazon has insane shipping can do prime is because they made a amazing deal with ups in the united states they and they always have their warehouses like next door to the UPS fulfillment center, like of a region. And uh, if you sell stuff on Amazon, you actually can take advantage of those rates when you ship stuff to the warehouse. So, like, you can ship a box that's like thirty pounds for under ten dollars to your wow. to your local Amazon warehouse. You know, but you but if you're a seller on Amazon and you ship an individual product, those those rates do not exist. So like you will be shipping an item prime from your house for $15. <laughs> if you, if you are not very savvy about it, but um, that's, that's what I imagine the same sort of blanket, huge deal with DHL is what Amazon Japan is taking advantage of. Cause I mean, Amazon has to be the single biggest entity that is a customer of 
UPS at this point. Like they eat up a probably a double. Someone would know. I don't. I'm making this up. I'm guessing it's maybe a double digit percentage of like all of UPS's US USA shipping business is paid for by Amazon. So they get rates that no other single entity would get. And once that China thing changes, which it has to, it can't stay that way forever because I've read articles about people take like they'll fly first class to Japan to go buy up all these exclusives just so they can fly, fly it all back to China to ship it out for free to people in the United States. (laughs) And so it's like, it's like a wild West thing. It's like, it's like a crazy and it's, it's just not going to last. So it's cool for them, but I wish, you know, we had something like that (laughs) to take advantage of. Yeah, no. And I think in the U S I mean, honestly, like we don't have to pay a lot of, uh, customs fees like other countries do either. I've never paid customs on anything. No, I'm sure they're, there are definitely, I'm sure, some imports that have custom taxes, but not just typical goods. I was looking it up. I can't remember. I think it is a personal exemption. I think it is it thirteen hundred. I can't. I can't remember exactly, but I looked at it. It was like one of those things where I was like, "Oh, there's no way," because I was looking up if I um, went up to uh, TFCon in Canada. You know, like how much would I have to spend before it became a problem to get back to the U.S. with it? Ask Orson; he'll tell you. Two grand. Yeah, tell you. I think yeah. it's two two grand for each person, yeah, or okay. something like that. When I when I came across the border and did it, yeah. So, that but yeah, fun. in in general though, like we don't have to really worry about customs fees and whatnot in in the U.S. So, which makes it it quite nice. But and, and honestly, I think a lot of times we could probably actually get those Jap figures from Japan cheaper than people in Japan can get it because they had, we don't pay tax on stuff bought from japan they do huh. the same thing if you buy something from europe like they pay, they pay like a value added tax or whatnot uh both of them do and that's not for u.s customers you don't have to pay for that so so yeah so you know that's one again like the big things that have changed is the ease for us to get things from china which really i think fed in to at least to some degree the ease of getting third-party stuff i'm like I still buy some third-party stuff from Big Bad, but it's pretty few and far between. Meanwhile, we had a bunch of stores show up, like, again, Shozi from in China, I assume. Um, yeah, yeah, it's China. Shozi, TF Direct, they're kind yeah. of newish, about five years. Yeah, and then Chosen Prime. Toy Bells, Chosen Prime. Is- um, then there's, like, other small ones that have come and gone. Like, we were talking a little before the show, like, you know, it went away with some not-so-great times, but, like, GCI Toys came and went. Um, and there was some other smaller shops because it's so easy now to just throw a shop online with like using Shopify or something. You know, you can, well, you can get it on there. It's not that easy. <laughs> but you know what I mean, though. Like you can buy a hosted website and you start filling out inventory, which is work and hooking up to a credit card processor, which is work. But, you know, it's not like you got to write software. It's, yeah, it's like it takes 10% of the work it used to take like five years ago. Yeah. Or but it still ain't easy, so don't try it. <laughs> well, and, and I think, too, uh, as third party has grown, like, they've been more selective with who they're uh, willing to wholesale to. So, you know, I'm sure, like, five years ago when, you know, Boris at 3A was like, or ages 3 and up or whatever, was like, hey, you know, like, I'd like to start carrying third party. And they were like, okay, cool, you know, like, whereas now... You know, you can't, you couldn't just like anybody just say, oh, hey, I'm going to 
you know, I want to start carrying your product and whatnot. So I think there's some of them, like I've heard like X-Transbots and KFC isn't quite as, as difficult, but I know like MMC that it's, it's like, you can't just directly start doing it. You have to work through somebody else as a wholesaler uh, initially for, for the product too. So, and I think that that's probably part of the thing too. And then also with these companies, like they're international companies, like in a lot of the third parties. So they sell about half their product in Asia and half in, you know, the U S or whatever, like, let's just say, uh, to make it easy. And so when they're selling this stuff over in Asia, like other countries, they may have a different price point that they're trying to meet for that, like for each country. But then, of course, is the fact that we're all global, international, and whatever. That's where Shozy is taking advantage of that stuff. And the shipping, again, like you said, because the prices that they can buy it in China are going to be lower than what U.S. retailers and whatnot can, can get for it. And so I think that part of the reason why some of those individual guys have been going away, I think, is because instead of doing drop shipping to them and then they sell it with a markup, that, you know, the, the show Z is like, why don't I just do this myself? You know, or like whatever yeah. the guy doing that, you know? I mean, it's run out some of the smaller companies. Cause I think people, you know, you start off and you hear, Oh man, I can get fans, toys, whatever for 50 bucks and sell it for a hundred. I'm rolling in dough and you're not because you're going to pay shipping from wherever their factory is to get to you. And then, you know, there's the cost of processing the payment, of hosting, you know, your web store, whatever it is. There's customer service. You got to deal with returns. You got to deal with that. And all that eats into your stock. So I think a lot of the small, you know, one, two-man shops that's, you know, kind of sprung up overnight, somebody does it for a while, and they get in over their head. They maybe not even get in over their head. They're just like, oh, wow, there's really not as much money in this as I thought for the headache. Like, you got to be doing it because you love it. And as more people think they can get into it, and competition goes on, like you got to lower your prices to, to make any sales. And it just drives you out. It, you know, it's kind of what happens. And I know all the third party companies are different in how they do business. And it can be really frustrating because some of them tell you what to sell it for. They say, this is what I, so like, if your main competitive edge is price, you can't lower that price, you, you know? So like, you got to do it with like, pile of loot or free shipping over X dollars or whatever it is. And as a small retailer, you know, there's just even less of your profits, you know, that you might've made. Um, and then some of them also, they force you to buy everything they make. Like if you won't buy 50 units of X, which you know is going to be kind of a dud, they won't let you buy 50 units of the next one, which you know is going to sell like hotcakes. So you got to take the good, the bad. So not only are you dealing with returns and broken parts and all of that, you're dealing with that. But then again, every one of those companies is in another country that doesn't speak English. Um, <laughs> you know, and you're trying right. to like work out deals and work out this wholesale business and, you know, get return parts. Some of them are like, like Keith who runs, you know, X trans bots and KFC, the me, the, the end consumer, I, you email him and pay him like five bucks and he sends out your part and he does it quick. And it's awesome. Other ones are like, no, go through the retailer. They'll handle it. You know, and, Every one of them is different, and it's just it's a lot of uh, politics to, to deal with all that. And again, and you had to keep that relationship positive, or they'll stop letting you have it, and then that's less you can carry in your store, and it just and it could snowball. Oh, absolutely! Thing, 
I want to talk about that from a, a more official perspective for a moment. I've had a couple pieces I need to exchange from Hasbro Pulse. And Hasbro Pulse should be, in theory, directly buying from Hasbro. But out of the four times I've had to do it since Pulse has been a thing, I've only been able to actually return one thing to Pulse. The other three I had to go through Hasbro customer care directly. So I had to go to the manufacturer as opposed to going through the retailer. Hmm. I don't know when that. It was only the first thing that I was able to actually return through Pulse. Um, the remaining three had to go through uh, customer care, and they didn't have stock on hand for Ectotron when I did a ladder. Um, but they were able to send me a Siege Sideswipe with painted rims correctly. So I don't know. Which is weird that that the, they're not letting their retailer take care of it because Pulse was just like, yeah, we can't do anything to help you go through Hasbro customer care. I got kind of a back when, you know, before Pulse, we had Hasbro Toy Shop. Mm-hmm. And I remember I had bought um, Alternators Rumble at Walmart. And which, if you know, that was like the tail end of the line. It was really hard to find, et cetera. I was like really excited I found one. Uh, but he was missing one of his guns. And I was like, oh, shit. You know, and so um, I hit a Hasbro um, toy shop to see if they could help me. Because I was like, oh, this is official retail. And they're like, no, we're a completely different entity. We have a strong relationship with Hasbro. We, you know, but we're completely separate. You got to go to Hasbro. So I was like, fine. I went to Hasbro, and Hasbro told me, you have to get it from Walmart because Walmart is exclusive to that. And since we don't sell toys directly, the only person you can get that from is Walmart. <laughs> you know, I literally I don't remember what I did because I have two guns these days. I don't know if I just got lucky and found another one and exchanged it. I think is what I did. Got really lucky. But, you know, it was just, it was interesting. Well, and I think that's the thing that's interesting with the parts in general for third party is, like, that's not a thing with, like, official figures. You know, like, if you're a masterpiece figure. screwed. Right, yeah, exactly. You gotta go to the retailer and hope they have a Right, well, or the retailer is screwed, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's... it's not like, you know, the retailer just magically is like, oh, yes, why we have a whole bin full of, you know, parts for these MPs or whatever. I mean, I remember that a few years ago where TF Source had a table full of, like, uh, uh, figures that they had picked parts out of. And so you could, like, buy yourself, like, <clears throat> a couple of MP prowls and try to put it together yourself and save some money or whatnot, but... Big Bad has the same. They have just piles of barely damaged stuff that people had returned. And some of them, not even that. You know, like somebody gets it and they're like, oh, it's got this minor defect. I want to return it. And which I don't know how they got Big Bad to accept it because I've never had Big Bad accept anything or even for major paint blemishes. Um, I've only tried twice because I'm really not that picky. So like, I don't know. I feel like if I, if I mess with them, it's a serious thing. Anyways, um, yeah, I don't know if they eat it or if they get a refund from the retailer itself or some sort of discount or, or what. I don't know how that works. Or if they're just Ch- like... Chances are they, they just eat it. That's my guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's sure it's some part sort of that profit margin is shrinking. You just consider it spoilage. It's, it sucks, though. Yeah, and, and also, so I... I oh, fair enough. What were we going to say, Christian? Uh, I was going to talk about you know, our general knowledge of shipping and how that's unusual shipping and all these procedures we've been talking about. Because if you ask anybody else in the general population, no one knows what we're talking about. By being a collector Magnets. in this day and age, we have, <laughs> to, we, we have to know all these little things about how 
you know, shipping internationally works, what sites to go through, how to do the conversion rates, you know, what the PayPal rates are, what the, you know, when did USPS increase their rates and what are they now and how do you avoid them? You really want your box under 12 inches on all sides if you're going to send it USPS anymore. (laughs) Else that rate starts to get really high really quick or over a certain weight amount. But like, but like, if you if I go to the post office and send that box, the, the eleven by eleven by eleven box, all nine other people in that line don't know that that rule. They just don't. Yeah. And you know, I was ta- I was ordering something from Paul last night, and we were working on shipping, and I was trying to get him to make it lighter, and it ended up being that the rate was for you know a bigger thing than I thought, and everything was fine. But I was like, you know, shipping is shipping. That's that's what it costs. Yeah. I mean, and as other so- people are like. Like Lucas was mentioning from the eBay sales, you expect shipping to be free these days, and it's not. Oh, that, and, and that's like the biggest scam that. of all time. Is like everyone's like, well, "Why do I have to pay for shipping?" Because you, because there's a process of getting it from me to you that <laughs> yeah. costs money. Why don't you get this? <laughs> the biggest. I'm a people I, person. I was selling uh, my Metalworks or Miracle, whatever that vehicle Voltron. Um, I was trying to sell it on eBay before you know eBay kept knocking down the listing, but. People, I had so many people message me like, why is shipping so much? I'm like, dude, I took it, I packed it in the smallest box that would fit it, put some padding around it. I mean, it's like there was not like a lot of room. You know, it was pretty close fit and weighted. And all I did was put in the weight and measurements. I'm like, that's what it is. It's a big fucking box for a big fucking toy. And I was like, I mean, even I was like, you know, if you don't want the box in styrofoam, I can sell it to you that way. I can put the toys individually, you know, the little, because vehicle runs like 20 little parts, and put them in there and wrap them and send you the paperwork, and that'll save you a lot of money. But, you know, they're not interested in that. Just, well, why don't you just ship it for free? Because <laughs> it's like right. 40 bucks to send that thing to California. It's not my fault. So, <clears throat> um, you know, I know we've been talking about this for a little bit. So I, <clears throat> I, I just want to kind of move on as far as to, like, just in general, like brick-and-mortar stores and whatnot. Yeah. And so my my question is exactly in general, do you guys still go toy hunting, or are you pretty much exclusively buying stuff online? Can I go? Yeah, sure. I go toy hunting approximately every three months when BotBots has a new wave because that's uh-huh. the best way to find the right packs you need to not get as many doubles. I'm sorely tempted to get a bunch from Amazon right now because the multi-packs for Series 4 are not out in the wild. I don't know why. But uh, other than that, no, I don't toy hunt in the stores anymore. Like, that's kind of what brought up the idea to have this, that, and Captured Prey, which I want to talk about here in a minute. Rodimus Supreme actually asked about them early on. Um, you know, when I started off, I used to toy hunt all the time back in, like, 05. And then, like, when me and my wife, when we were dating and then after we got married, like, we would go on toy hunts together. Not that she really bought too much. She bought a few things um, or collected a few things at the time. But, you know, then we do grocery shopping and they came to, well, on our weekly grocery shopping or whatever, you know, we'd go out and do it. And then we got married, whatever, and I eventually just stopped going to the store. And now I don't want to go to the store. I can get, I can pre-order everything from Hasbro Pulse or Amazon or Big Bad. For the same cost I would pay in the store, and up until this year, I used to do it tax-free, so it was actually cheaper. And because most of those have some like free shipping deal, you know what I mean? Um, which, you know, it was just it didn't make sense. And now I got to where I don't want to toy hunt, 
And then plus so much what I collect is third party and masterpiece, which I'm not going to find in a store anyways. I don't think you're going to find anything you want in a store nowadays. <laughs> I, I, mean, found, uh, I, don't, I found I don't Vulture know. yesterday. Just I was getting some stuff for our trip. <laughs> but that was a, a where I was like, oh, hey. So I got home, canceled my big bad pre-order, you know. Um, well, like you mentioned from the early days, you used to go toy hunting, you know, with your wife. Uh, toy hunting is what I did when I got my driver's license. You know, that's about that that time. Um, and it was great. It was so freeing. It's like I can finally go hunt my own toys. I don't have to ask anybody to take me to Walmart to hunt for something. Because back then, you know, in Cybertron days, it always felt like to me that I could just find something new every time I went to the store. It wasn't the same stock sitting. Every every time it was something new. And it just isn't that way anymore. You, know, you like Wave 1? What about Wave 1? You, you like Wave 1? You want some more yeah. Wave 1? Okay, here's a little <laughs> Wave 2. Back to Wave 1. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what it is. Like stores are ordering less. They're still doing that that stupid mistake of way over-ordering on Wave 1. Don't know why. That's been a thing for over a decade. Stop doing it. But yeah, and they never do anything else. And anytime they get anything else new in... Other collectors in the area or even scalpers just go and get it before you can. I don't think scalping is as big a problem as anyone, anyone thinks it is, but I guess it depends on where you are. When it's a problem, it's a big problem. The rest of the time, it's not really a problem, if that makes sense. But I've noticed, like, you know, Target, Walmart, and whatnot is a lot of times they'll get in a very small shipment initially of these figures and if you're on it, like if you see the sighting of whatever wave it is and you hit enough targets, like you can find the stuff, but like, it's literally like one tiny case, but it's not like a big amount or whatnot that they have. And so it's like, sometimes you can get lucky and get some of those figures, you know, pretty, pretty early, like before they would, like even a month or two uh, before that they're supposed to ship out. Mm. Um, Has anyone here not been at the store, looked where they had the pallets in the aisle, found the Transformers, and cut open the box? Maybe you asked permission or not. Sometimes I did, sometimes I didn't. Has anyone never done that? Um, I asked permission. So. Oh, I mean, they said someone time, put a box for dog. me. Does that count? Yeah, that's, that's good. Okay. I'm saying, you know, it's like we used to hunt, all of us. Uh, that was, you know, kind of part of the fun. It was absolutely I, part of the fun. I like, you know, but, when I would go to travel for work or travel you know, with my family, it's like a new territory. There's like, yeah. it, it's hunting differently. I, there's <laughs> different stuff here. It's not that way anymore. What I've found is that while that was fun, ultimately it was more stressful. Time is money. My enjoyment is money. There's other things I'd rather do with my time than scouring targets and Walmarts. Um, and if you're trying to do a collection, it's frustrating if you can't find what you want. You know, yeah, the reward payoff is there, blah, blah, blah. But ultimately, like, too much of not being able to find the thing wears well, you down. And then we have pre-order culture, you know, which is big in our community. I, I assume other brands are the same way. Is you pre-order it, that way you know you get it, and you're good. And it comes. It comes to your door. Yep. Like, how, many this... times, how many times do you have to go to the store and not find what you want for it to, you know, to stop being rewarding altogether? Yep. The thing that frustrates me is with Target – where they like fake street date things like it's not oh my god but a legit street date Jeez. like what yeah. you could find the exact same thing at walmart and you know it's whatever, not a movie toy yeah it's not, a it's not, there, it's not even no, like a new cartoon series there's no it's real street siege. date but i've had that 
And I've actually had that happen a lot more on non-Transformers figures because, like, I don't follow other stuff as much as I do Transformers. So I'll see something new. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, and I'll take it up to the front and they're like, oh, sorry, I can't, can't sell that. I'm like, are, are you kidding me? But then I scan that shit before you put it on the shelf. And right. they're just going to put it back on the it's shelf. Just, it, yeah, no, it, it frustrates me to no end that they do that. Like, I wish they just wouldn't. However, I just wonder because I know, was it was it with Siege or Power of the Primes? I can't remember. Before they started doing that, like, you could find it on BrickSeek, like, where it's at, right? And so then, like, when those when it was accurate, and so I would go to some, like, poor Target worker that didn't know what they're doing. I'm like, here, go find this in the back. And I had that happen lot, not this Christmas, but last Christmas where like they had new people and they didn't know what they were doing, whatever. They're like, here you go. Here's a whole case. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'll just take the whole thing and you know, whatever and distribute amongst my friends. So I'm sure part of the reason they started doing that was, is all the target workers that are getting hassled by people like me asking them to go pull stuff out of the back that I knew was back there. Yeah. I don't know, man. I worked for Target. It didn't seem like they cared that much. <laughs> oh, they probably don't care that Most of the workers probably don't care. I'm sure corporate probably does. but It really depends on each store. Like, it depends on the manager. Like, some of them might have come up from the toy aisle or something, you know, 10 years ago, and they're like, screw those collectors, man. And so they, they <laughs> I swear to God, I can, I know which stores in town I can go to do that. Although I haven't asked them to pull something out of the back since like power of the primes that's just it has hasn't been a problem like that anymore i haven't asked that in over a decade (laughs) (laughs) well that was quite a while ago at this point honestly but um i i have gone hunting more and more in the past year and a half um than i used to because i i didn't have a car for like three years so i just like didn't ever go anywhere you know, like as far as it was very, very specific reasons to go shopping at certain places. But once I got a car again, though, the freedom of that kind of allowed me to uh, unabashedly do whatever I want. So <laughs> I was, I don't uh, miss I, I've gone a lot of hunting recently. I don't miss it. But, you know, you have other reasons for your look, too. Like you're not buying just for your collection, you know, um, kind of changes that perspective as well. Like I see it as a, I got a bunch. I mean, you, know, you work during the day and then evening, spend some family time, you do podcasts, you play some video games, write some code, whatever. You know, it's just, I don't have time for it. I don't miss it. I kind of wish I did, but what I love now are vintage shops. And we talked about that with uh, Randy um, back on Ouch My Wallet like a month ago or two ago. Um, those have been popping up recently and those I love hunting at. Those are a lot of fun because, you know, I'm not... It's not like new product. I'm like, why wouldn't you just sell me this, Mr. Guy that makes this product? You know, why don't you want my money? You know, this is different. This is vintage stuff that isn't always on eBay, or maybe I don't want to pay the eBay price, or maybe I just want to see it in hand. You know, it's like the dealer room floor. It's a lot different experience. And that is a lot more fun than hunting at Target to me. Depends if you're looking for Mandos, though. I, that's Literal when figure's going to be out in March, and I bet there's like 18 million of them when March hits and that figure officially comes out. That carbonized one, my friend. Oh. I mean, I don't know a lot about that's it. That's Star Wars. Sorry, everybody listening. We're, <laughs> we've traveled to the dark side quick. Yeah. So, Paul, since you've been out hunting so much in the past year, 
or past however long you've had a car. You know, how is it different than when you would hunt, you know, before last time you were able to hunt? Uh, What's the landscape like? See, what has changed? Well, (sighs) BrickSeek, I I almost abandoned. I I know you can, um, you can actually pay like for a subscription to BrickSeek and get like uh, notifications. I know, I know a few people that do that. And I guess that actually makes the whole system work a lot better. So you, you know exactly which stores have what. But that's still just a guide. Because just because a store has seven inventory of this item doesn't mean it's out on the floor. Or that they eat, or it's even in the back. You have no idea where it is in the store. And no one else does. Because um, when a super rare item is out, like a carbonized Mando, sometimes people are very vested in that, that work there. And know where, they like... We can't, we can't let's, we need to hide these or something so that we don't sell them all to one person. You know, it's like anti-scalper sort of mentality. So they'll put them in the electronics section or they'll like trickle them out. I mean, I've seen a lot of weird stuff and it's all been happening here in Chicago at different stores. So, um, that's kind of crazy. I mean, I just, I feel like if you really want to find something, and you have the time, you can find it. You just have to have, you have to hit, plan it out. You're like, okay, it takes me, no matter what, I, it's going to take me about 20 minutes per store, you know, then the travel time in between, and then you kind of can make a path. You know, that's the best part now is mobile, just having a mobile device and being able to use some of the tools that are out there can really help you find the things you're looking yeah. for. And then let's mention big cities like Chicago, that is nothing like where I live. Right. You, you know, yeah. like I have a Target and Walmart. If I go another 20, 30 minutes away from this city, I get to another town that has another Target and Walmart. And I don't live in like a tiny Podoc town, but it's a suburb with a lot of people. You know, we all commute that or not. I don't. But, you know, commute that 20, 30 minutes to that bigger place to work. You know, well, it's, in Chicago, it can get between the Walmarts. 20, 30 true. minutes. Chicago's huge. 20, 30 fucking minutes to get yeah. between Walmarts that are three miles away. That's just the yeah. way it get, the way it is. And that's because. Um, you know, there's a lake on one side, so it's not like completely yeah. circular. And Walmart's are like not allowed within the main um, Chicago proper. There's two that are actually in the city limits in you know in Cook County. The rest of them are um, pushed out to the suburbs essentially, so they're really hard to get to. But Target is a different story. Yeah. So, so I guess uh, that, I hope that answered your question. I'm not sure if it really did, but it's like if if you want to know. You, you can't just, like, meander through your day and be like, no, I'll pick up Rat Bat and Rumble when I will go to Target for groceries tonight. Yeah, get fucked. You're not getting them because that's a really <laughs> rare item. You're not going to find it. You know, you have to be somewhat informed, and it takes some work. It's hard. Or pre-order it from somewhere. Or pre-order it. Right, exactly. I, does that, I, does uh, that mean that the the gateway to get into this hobby now is much higher than it used to be? Like can you can you be a casual fan and Absolutely. just get by on hunting now? Well, I mean, I I don't necessarily know. Like, if you want that certain figure, I mean, you you have to make connections or you have to like get it online or do whatever. Like, if you just want a you know whatever, like your favorite Luke, you know Skywalker, or whatever Optimus Prime, like. You could go to the store right now and find an Optimus Prime on the shelf, more than likely. Might be yeah. a Cyberverse Optimus Prime, <laughs> but, but you'll find you know, an Optimus Prime. So you know, I think that's another thing too that is 
hurt like hurt my appeal of the hunt is when it used to be back in Unicron trilogy when I started hunting. It's like I want everything that's here. This is all my wheelhouse. Now it's like, oh, they have like eight different sublines and this narrow section over here is what I'm interested in from Transformers alone. And I don't think it's bad that the brand has spread out that much. I, I don't. But it's just like I have to go to the toy section for most of it I don't care about. Then they're probably not going to have what I want. And I have to look through like, you know, oh, there's the Cyberverse crap and there's the one-step changers and then the, you know, whatever else. Uh, oh, gosh, bot, bots, cough. Um, you know, got to wade through it to – to try to see, okay, what siege or studio they might have, you know, and then even then, I only want certain figures from it. It's just super dwindling returns. Um, I actually think the hunting has been a little bit better, like this year than it was three years ago. Like I feel like with like Combiner That's Wars, true. like I just felt like it was stuff like just wouldn't even show up. Like, I wouldn't see a wave, like, for months or whatever. Like, I feel like at least mm -hmm. now, when it comes out for the most part, like, I can usually find it at, you know, somewhere, um, you know, pr pretty soon. And I think a lot of times, too, like, if you're going for Marvel Legends or if you're going for something like a specific figure, like, you kind of have to hunt unless you're signed up for Hasbro Pulse because otherwise you're paying an inflated markup online. You know, because Big Bad or whatever will mark their everything up like five bucks just because, like, if you don't buy the whole case, it's going to cost them more because there's going to be, like, one or two figures in the case that they're going to get stuck on um, and whatnot. So um, I actually think the hunting's a little bit better now than it was a few years ago, but it's still not great. Like, I don't think that I, – I wish, I wish retail was more consistent. Them, yeah, you know, well, there's still cool things that happen if you go hunting, right? Because like someone just found Earthrise MicroMasters in the suburbs of Chicago today. Like that's crazy. <laughs> like you, that's it not supposed crazy. to be happening. And like right. you don't, you don't. That doesn't happen. I mean, first off, it doesn't happen to everybody because after the news gets out, like everyone's you know yeah, trying right. to find them and stuff. But like if you do legitimately come across that stuff, it is super fun. And, and it, you know, gets you excited. And then you can make a post and show the world and suddenly you have like your five seconds of trans trans fame. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things I did want to talk about before, you know, we run out of time here was Captured Prey. Uh, you know, we had somebody asking about it in chat. And that's obviously one of the things is also that kind of like made me think about how things have changed. Because Captured Prey was, I feel kind of like a, a staple of one of the online stores. Like they've been around since I started getting into it or whatever. And he just recently shut down his online store. Um, and it's kind of, it's hibernating at the moment. You could say, um, you know, I don't think if you see worse than a show, you, know, you can go up and talk to him. He'll talk to you about it. But part of the change was definitely that, you know, Captor Prey used to have the best price pretty much always. It was guaranteed. You know, it might, it might only be a couple bucks cheaper, except for the things that were price locked. Um, but when in the past two or three years, when all those things, other third party sites started popping up, competition competition got really fierce on stuff that didn't have a lot of markup anyways it, you know and you have to all of a sudden you got to advertise a lot harder word of mouth wasn't enough you know being an, a sponsor of tfw was enough you know it used to be kind of like big bad tf source and captured prey those were the three i bought from there were a couple others like you know ages three and up and i don't other ones i'm blanking on right now but i didn't buy from them you know i could get everything i needed from those three stores and then it got to where 
even though, you know, I'm good friends with Orson, you know, but I just started buying from Show Z or just from eBay directly from somebody in China. It really just changed my buying habits. And, you know, I used to buy all the official stuff from Has- uh, Big Bad, but then I started buying it from Pulse and I just stopped buying most of it altogether. But um, it's just, it's really changed to where, you know, we've, we've lost Captured Prey, um, you know, permanently or for the time being, I don't know. Um, you know, nobody does, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but I don't know. I just find that really interesting that we saw this big explosion of stuff and then something that had been around that long kind of got choked out from it. Well, and I think just in general, like what you talked about before about, uh, the figures, like we had to buy the crappy figures in addition to the good figures. Yeah. I mean, I know, you know, even looking at, like, Capture Prey, like, the stock that they'd have at shows and whatnot, that they'd have just all this stuff that was, like, you know, several years old. And, like, if you don't immediately sell your stuff out, I mean, it, it depends on the figure. Like, there's some stuff yeah. where it, it sells well and it's good, and some stuff goes up after afterwards, but then there's other, you know, there's plenty of stinkers out there, too. And then you just kind of have to absorb that cost. I mean, it's all about, you know, cost of goods sold and, and yeah. everything, too. So And Captured Prey was a one-man show. It, you know, I mean, like, he had a lot of help. Like, I know uh, Christian has, you know, been a helper at shows several times mm-hmm. for Orson. I've done it a few times. You know, many of our other friends have helped here and there at, at parts, but it was a, a one-man show. And, you know, it was just all that came together. Of course, with the TFCon Canada kerfuffle, which, you know, the short version for any of our listeners don't know, just the brief version. Orson used a shipper, you know, or I can't remember what the word is. Courier? Broker, that's it. Thank you. To take stuff up to Canada like he's done many years in a row. Went up there, had the show, came back, and all of a sudden at, uh, at the border, they wouldn't let him bring his stock back through. And said, oh, you didn't properly, the broker didn't properly inventory this. You know, we don't know what this stuff is, et cetera, et cetera. Big headache, it got stuck in there, which was a lot of stock again, which wasn't the sole reason that, you know, Captured Prey had to take a break. It's currently on hiatus, but it it sure, you know, went ahead and kicked that can on down the hill that it was kind of already rolling towards, I believe. Um, it's just, you know, for people thinking of starting their own store and going to shows and whatever, it's like something as simple as that. Ruined. Don't Wrecked. Do it. Yeah, it's, it's a rough life. If only we had somebody that had recently started up that could tell us about it. Don't do it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think uh, what, what you guys haven't talked a lot about. Uh, well, maybe there was. I missed. Sorry, I've been like half here. That's my fault. So I apologize <laughs> to anyone. Um, just dealing with a few things while we're filming a live podcast. Um, you know, there's a ton of sellers out there that you might not even know exist. Because they're on Amazon, and they're huge. They're bigger than like any rinky-dink transformer store you might be able to think of. These people are on Amazon, and they have like if they have a hundred reviews, that means they've sold ten thousand, made ten thousand yeah. orders. I mean, probably more like twenty-five thousand. But like, yep. I, I see, I see users with like sixty thousand reviews, and I'm like. What? That person has sold millions of products, you know, and I'm competing with them to sell a deluxe sideswipe. You know, like, like what is going on here? So th- do not underestimate the impact that Amazon has had on every retailer that exists, not just the Transformer people. It's funny how that's such a 
like with eBay, you know who you're buying from. I mean, and Amazon shows you too, but you don't connect it as much. It's just like the post office thing. You got to know how to use the system that you're yeah. you're dealing with. But Amazon makes it so all you got to do is click buy Prime one click. You know, like that's most people. That's, that's why it. people pay more for stuff when they don't need to. Yeah, like think about it. when you're searching for that marginally old, like a three month old retail figure, and you see like a twenty dollar deluxe, and it's like for forty five bucks on Amazon. Somebody's paying that for it. We, you know, it's not like eBay where. You can see that guy that has an outrageous price and it sits. If it's on Amazon, I suspect someone must have paid that price for it right, at some point, look, or people are buying it. And and forty five bucks is the person that's selling it for the least, that like yeah. is allowing it to be sold for that less amount, least amount of money. Amazon is not like eBay, although both those companies wish they were each other, which I find so funny because of the way that they like have changed over the years. Like Amazon wishes. You know, they changed from like bidding and stuff to buy it now. Like maybe that was. I'm so old that I remember that being a big deal when you could just buy it now on eBay. Yeah. Like, what? And I mean, um, they're still buy, they're still bidding, but I don't even look at those. Right, <laughs> I don't want right. to buy it. Only rare, I just buy it. rare. Yeah. Very and, rare. And, and, and it, it has to be something literally rare, like GoBots, Jewel Lords. That I will watch right. an auction for and bid on. Well, well I, animated I, Black Optimus Prime. I feel like bidding on eBay is really more like I'm going to watch it until the last day and try to, like, get a good deal on it, you know, is really the... Yeah, eBay eBay is broken. It just doesn't... It just doesn't... It was cool for a while, but it, like, doesn't work in a world where, like, I think you have a mobile device where you there's no chance of you missing the bid, but you're inundated with so many notifications, you just don't even care anymore. I mean, I've, I've had a sniper too much service work. I can go to since 2007 cheater you know i mean why would you do anything else i know it's dumb to do anything else all that a week-long auction is nothing but advertising for a week so that you can finally sell it at the end and that you're getting a week to get interested buyers that's all yeah. it is. i mean it's all about getting watchers at that point yeah but then how you know it's always like how many of those people are just other people that want to sell the same thing and they want to yep. see what happens. You know, that's it's it's just kind of an echo chamber. It's unfortunate, but so I mean, I think both of those services have evolved quite a bit over the past. I mean, actually, every I mean, year they, they change quite like a bit. eBay, I think, is terrible for collectors, but it's also all we have that is like unifying. Because if you go to sell something on the boards or on Facebook groups, what's the first thing you do? You go to eBay. And you say, has it sold recently on eBay? And what's it currently listed at? Because oh, well, it's, it's the only times it sold has been for sixty bucks, but the only ones you can buy are eighty bucks. You know that gives you some bargaining power. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like, yeah, I know it sold for sixty, but I can sell it for seventy. You're not going to find it for cheaper. You, you know I'd, what I mean? I'd also recommend just next time if you have time and you're messing around with transformer prices, uh, do do this little experiment. Check, you know, if you're looking for something you want to buy, see what the prices are on eBay. Look for the sold prices, essentially. Now go on Amazon and look for the same thing. If whether it's new, old, uh, relatively old, or like super vintage, and just see the differences because it's very rare that they like match up one for one. Yeah. It's either like you can get it for 15 bucks on eBay all day, but it's 50 on Amazon, or it's the opposite. It's just really bizarre because those audiences are very separate. A lot of people are, are not jumping between both platforms. But now Amazon, you can't buy vintage on Amazon, really, can you? Mm, you can. I mean, does it have to be stuff. boxed, I guess is what I should say. Like, if no. you have a Beast Wars carded stuff, you could sell it, right? 
but like, it's loose. You could, but then you're you instead of you're kind of like that's not really what Amazon's good at because yeah. then you're making an individual like sub listing within the the listing because Amazon wants it to be like un, unlike eBay where it's like you say I want Power of the Primes Optimal Optimus you you certain do that search in eBay and like you get 30 or 40 listings each with new photos each with different prices from yeah. all these different people and you have to wade through them Amazon says okay let's take all those but there's one listing yeah. and instead all we do is we show you who has it the cheapest so it just cuts out all these steps you have to do with eBay where you're like we'll sort it by cheapest plus shipping you know like it just yeah. obviously that's what you want so that's what we're going to do and they show it to you and so as the cheapest ones get sold you know, the next seller is the one that is attached so, to the to the buy button. It's called so the buy you, box. So you just gotta like fill out a description. This is loose, has none of the stuff or whatever. Make sure you tag it's, it. Like, like I bought you CDs yeah. on Amazon and books. Um, yeah, it's and rare there you, that you find like used toys that way. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah. I have done it. I've never Think, heard of that. Things are either new or they're collectible. And once they're in the collectible range, then it's like you have you can like be like it has scuffs on it. Or yeah. it has no something, and you have to take a picture. You don't have to take a picture, but like no one's gonna buy something that has like massive damage without at least some sort of photo. It's yeah. and then usually those things are at the top of the list because they're usually cheaper. But most people filter just like on all I want to see is people that can give it to me Amazon Prime right now. Well, Amazon has no rock lords for sale, so it's a crappy site. No one should use it. Right. <laughs> and again, for the loose stuff, you're not going to send that to the warehouse to be primed, typically. You could. So just, it just seems weird. could. It just, yeah. There's a lot that can happen to something that's not in a box that's designed to protect an item. Yeah, so like non, non-pristine non stuff, like eBay's still the way to go. But then... If as that, much as it sucks. If that's your advice, and it's like eBay is like, you know, oh, put that over there. It's behind a curtain. Like, use it only when you need to. You know, that's kind of the way I've been looking at it these days. So, sorry, eBay. You were nice for 25 years, but I'm, you're done. It's all I have anymore. Like, I tried the Facebook groups, and unless you're doing third party. And, I mean, I think that's yeah. honestly probably part of this. Well, I don't know. The subject is really about buying retail and buying new stuff and, not, and less about vintage or used stuff. But, you know, even then, I think we've touched on this before, but, like, Facebook groups are pretty good for like third party stuff, but anything else, man, that stuff is hard to move. It's really hard to move. Like as a buyer, you might find it, you know, like I see some G1 listings and stuff like that. Stuff in between is really hard and older third party doesn't move at all. Um, yeah. I mean, that's the thing I think is interesting too. Cause I mean, we haven't really talked about just selling at shows. I know we have in the past, but you know, if you're trying to sell at like a, like a toy show or just a, you know, Comic-Con or something like that, the official stuff, box stuff, all that kind of thing is what moves at, at those Which kind of shows. Which is surprising. Third there's party so many other ways to get it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's weird. But there's a lot of people that they save up their money and they want to go to yeah. a show and then they see something and, and they haven't researched how much the price is. They're like, oh, hey, cool. Like, whatever this is, like, I brought 50 bucks to spend on, <clears throat> you know, XYZ or whatever. And so then I'm We gonna... lose sense of our budget when we're on a trip. I mean, that's why I'm right. like, when you go to tourist destinations, everything's at ripoff prices. But you pay it anyways, because you're like, I don't care. It's 20 extra bucks. Whatever. We're on right. a vacation. You know? dollars, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, Amazon, too. I mean, you know, we've kind of talked about part of the reason that you have to go online now is because of Amazon, because they killed, I mean, 
they weren't the only reason that they killed like Toys R Us and, and stores like that. But the fact that Amazon and eBay have an infinite amount of product, you know, the breadth of of product that you can get there is is so huge that Toys R Us is no longer the biggest thing in town. So you have the guys like Walmart that can, you know, sell at almost wholesale prices uh, when they mark, you know, their Cyberverse figures down and whatnot. And then you have Amazon. It's like, why would you go to Toys R Us? And like, that's what I felt like, like the, the last several years that Toys R Us was open, I wouldn't go to buy stuff. I would just go to hang out because I was like, oh, this is fun. Like, I would take my kid with me and me and my kid, we would go hang out for an hour in Toys R Us and, like, just look at stuff. But weren't weren't really buying things uh, because all their stuff was, like, marked up, uh, you know, more expensive. I could just click on Amazon while I'm in the store and, and was, you know, was get Was Toys it. R Us, that, did they, were they gouging all the time? I don't remember that. I remember it being the same price as Target and Walmart. Uh, the last several years orders. they were. The last several years they gouged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, re- I remember about, like about prices. Twenty five percent higher. Every really? Time. Yeah. At the, towards the end, I mean, again, it may. It, I think it was one of those things where years ago they didn't, and then the last several years, I mean, they just couldn't keep up. Like Toys R Us was my. It's a TRU exclusive, and I had no choice but to buy it here. Or Even then, you couldn't get it there. I got some there. It would depend. It, 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 it highly depended. And then if I was really excited about a figure, I would buy it there. You know, otherwise I'd be like, eh, I'll wait till my big back pre-order comes in. You know, I started yeah. learning the literal value of patience. Save a lot of money for patient. So much money. <laughs> if you're not patient, goes the other way. I hope you had a good job. <laughs> I, I don't miss TRU at all. I mean, me and you like and, almost celebrated and, their death. <laughs> we were just did. like, we were like, fuck them. I don't need more brick and mortar. I've come across in, in Reddit threads a lot now that they're closed, but you know, what are the industry secrets or what, what's the insider story that you can tell about some place you don't work anymore? And inevitably, every time someone is in that thread, they'll say, you know, the Toys R Us stockers used to hold stuff back and you know sell it themselves on you know on eBay or whatever. Of course. Like they how did. many times did we have to come across that nonsense? You know, trying to get Masterpiece Soundwave and Masterpiece Acid Store oh. at a Toys R Us. Nearly impossible. I had to call around to, you know, the four stores that I could get to within a hundred miles just to have one say, "Yeah, we have it." Drive over there. I ordered mine online from ToysRUs.com. If you were dedicated, window. If you were dedicated, Christian, you would have been waiting in the parking lot with your red bull one time. I did once. Because that's what it's worth. Not see, and and Christian, you didn't have to tell a young child that Toys R Us was going out of business. So I would have told any number of young children if I had been asked. That sounds like an interesting story, Lucas. Oh no, it was just uh so the Toys R Us by us like was going out of business. Father So so I I you know come home and I'm telling my wife this and not even thinking that like both my young kids are there. So they're like two and five at the time or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, Toys R Us is gonna is closing, and they just drop to the floor, and they're like, no, no, like just start crying, their eyes out. So I'm sorry, and, children. Someone has yeah. taken Toys R Toys R Us and strangled them and stabbed them in their eyes, and right. then disemboweled them. 
Fun fact, he's Mitt man. Romney. <laughs> Knew it. it was, that's a true story. Really? Yes, it was his private equity firm that did it. Oh, wow. Hey, yeah. who's? Wait, what? Mitt Romney's. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it totally was. Re- oh, nice. yeah, that's, that, okay. that's Mitt Romney's private equity I don't, firm that did it. I don't miss Toys R Us, other than that, like, I tended to find stuff there at the one in Chicago when I would it was go. more expensive? I don't remember it being more expensive. It was a couple bucks more. Adds up. I'm sure, I mean, sure, it does. I, I don't buy, I don't know. I was looking for, who knows? Um, my memory is not that they were, like, worthy of complaining about. But um, and it wasn't like, oh, a $10 figure is $20 there. It's just a $12 figure would be 13 or 14 there. Yeah, you know what I mean? $10 figure would be 15 there. Okay, yeah. whatever. I do miss, I do think it sucks that they got, taken out the way they did because it's literally it, white collar crime is what yes. took down toys r us it's right. unbelievable that no one has been you know arraigned for that at least you know if if i'm not a political person but like i just remembered that elizabeth warren is the only person i know that had literally called those people out and said like we need to figure out what happened here like a few years ago <laughs> maybe I'll listen to well, my wife in uh, one of those rallies or something. The, the the one thing that I will say though is is like you could tell walking into a Toys R Us though that it was not going to be around for a long. I mean, it's the same way as like Kmart and all those. Like you can just tell like the stores. It's like when they stop refreshing the stores, like when they just start being dirty and and all that kind of thing. Like and or when they have stock. I know in the comments we were talking about that about not clearancing stuff when like the stock is like three years. Like they'd have Here. stock that was like three years old or whatever that, you know. Mine was still it? had Beast Machines and Night Screen for full price sitting on the shelves. <laughs> Nice. Would it even I'm scan kidding, at that point? Oh. <laughs> and a well, lot of Beast Machines well, cheaters just well, wait for Don. Would um, was it, what you're saying, Lucas? Was that like at the end, near the end? Was that when it was already in the death throes, or was it always like that? Because I could imagine like once they couldn't catch up with the debt, you know, that was it, reassigned. It was one, for me, it was when they got bought by that private equity firm. Well, yeah, yeah, maybe that's, maybe that's what it was. They were, profitable. Yeah. They were, they were prof- a profitable company. They were going to do a big reset that Rick has talked about a few times, you know, and that's it never See, happened. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's maybe that's the case, you know. Yeah, I don't maybe. know. And again, I guess um, like like companies like Best Buy, like I feel like they've kind of come back a little bit, uh, whereas like they were looking really bad like a couple years ago, and they're they're doing a little better now, but. Best Buy can burn in a fire, but that's a different topic. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about yeah. you guys, but like between October and like January, I just could not step foot into a Toys R Us. Maybe it's because I am not a fan of kids or parents of kids. Oh, you just it's mean di- like it's in difficult the holiday when the police don't let yeah. you in, Christian. I know it's. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just, it was always so crowded, and there was never enough people checking out, and I could never find the stuff I wanted. And even if I did, it was too expensive. I just I did not go to Toys R Us. I think you had a, a shitty Toys R Us for what it's worth. All so how did that? How is that different than like Walmart and Target and whatnot? Because they have self checkout stuff. Self-check well, they didn't two years ago. I can go in the night. Yeah, okay. All right. I'll give Kids you that. I'll, I'll give When the I'll cops give you aren't there. <laughs> the cops might be there. I don't know. Sorry, I know you're not on any list, Christian, but <laughs> oh, nice boy. he got the clean slate program. It wiped his slate clean. 
clean as a clean slate. It's just, yeah, I, I'm not a hugely, I'm not big on crowds, basically. So like Toys R Us during yeah. holiday season was a no-go, no matter what. Dude, I, I, I tell you, I was going to say, that's one great thing about online shopping now is that the stores aren't as busy. Like, you can go during Christmas time, mm-hmm. and it's not horrible anymore. Like I still try to go at night, but yeah, generally, yeah, it's true. Like the one thing that has really reignited my passion for my hatred for the hunt is NECA's Ninja Turtle toys, to- Ninja Turtle toys in Targets. Those things are impossible to find anymore. It's you can't buy them online. They're supposedly gonna have to buy them online. It coming soon in theory. It's just oh, it makes me so glad I have other options now. Yeah, I mean, mean this. My wife actually found them, and I was able to get three sets of Bebop and Rocksteady and send the other two to friends. Um, But you know, it's it was amazing that she found them. So, in theory, they're trying to make distribution better, and again, make it where you can buy it online. But it's just like, oh my god, this is. I feel like I stepped back ten years trying to deal with this shit. You know, it's definitely a problem. I I don't know if like they just aren't making enough, or this it's trickling out slow, or what. But it's because you know NECA has that one little area in the store, and it's not official Target stock, and it's again which they're trying to fix. But some guy comes in once a week and puts out the stock, and he's going to have like a case, and that's it. You know, and the case has three sets in it, so there's going to be like two to three. Maybe he's got two cases, so like two to three sets are going to go out, and that's it. You know, if you got more than a one horse town, it's it's sold. <laughs> one horse. <laughs> yeah, one horse town. Amanda just got that's my wife, got really lucky. She was there doing some, you know, grocery shopping or whatever and was like, Hey, I found that thing you wanted. I was like, I'm all I got buddies. I didn't scalp them, being honest. I got it, friends. Yeah. I mean, that, that's pretty amazing that your wife will like go and pick out the figures that like she knows the figures you actually want and will actually uh, go pick them up. That's nice. That's that's not like a ritual thing it's when i'm hard up for something then we talk about it it happens mm. maybe once or twice a year i'm like hey if you see this let me know and she's like send me the name she's like send me pictures is it on a shelf is it on a card you know is it in a box i don't i need to know what i'm looking for here That's and then she'll look into incredible. it yeah well i mean she's That's usually gonna lot, she's gonna usually swing by there anyways just because she likes looking at the neck of stuff she's not gonna more than likely I'm not going to buy any of it or the Funko Pop stuff, but she likes to kind of like just check it out, you know, if she's got five minutes. And see, that's yeah. what I'm looking for. <laughs> I mean, it's see, easy enough to say, see, Bebop and Rocksteady. See, like I this. feel like if, if I have something like that, I'll be like, hey, I'm going to go hunting. I'll see you in a little bit. And then my wife texts me like three hours later, and she's like, where, where are you at? I thought you said you were just going to go to Target. It was like I, I'm still at Target. It just so happens to be two hours away. So I didn't tell you which ones. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say which ones they were. And of course, like my wife's not going out to do my toy hunting for me. It's when she's there and it's convenient. It's That's to be very amazing clear. to me. I don't That's, know. My my wife would have Anybody no would idea. If you sent her a picture, she could figure it out. I mean, come on. Okay. I mean, I, I make it easy. It's like go look at the Transformers. And if you see that thing, buy it for me. Okay. So, so what you're saying is, Rob, is it's like, you just like make whatever you want, like the wallpaper on your phone or something. It's like, <laughs> here, here, honey. <laughs> it's on your phone. You can't miss it. <laughs> yeah. It's, a lock yeah, it's on your lock screen or whatever. Yeah. 
everyone <clears throat> in my immediate family has done that for me. It's like my mom, my dad, and my sister have all hunted for me Aww. before. And I'm, I'm very grateful that they did that. Yeah, I'm, so I'm curious, so uh, Nira in the chat brought up about wondering if they are actually limiting supply uh, to spur, like, demand resell. Like that, uh, the uh, Star Wars figure, yeah, no, I, I'm sure they probably no. don't. Hasbro definitely doesn't. Yeah. Hasbro probably it's too much work. It's too much work to do that. There's no, You want to sell as much shit as you can. That's you part find of that, capitalism. You want to find that perfect balance where everyone that wants one gets it but it doesn't take too long to sell. You know, that's something that we saw Fun Pub really struggle with. It, it, you know, because, like, the first 2005 year, they sat on it forever. And then, like, literally, like, a decade. And then 2006 was gone because it was the Beast Wars set. You know, and then, like, then like I think 2007, was that Shattered Glass? You know, which... That's 2008, Shattered Glass. But, no, 2007 was the uh, classic set. Yeah. You know, which again, boom, gone. You know, share glass gone, and then they could never really reproduce that again. But you know, they, but they they also stopped sitting on sets. You know, like they finally found that balance, but it was tough. Except for thirteen, the machine war set, and uh, the wings honor set wasn't good either. But I think they made less. Yeah. Like they would tune the numbers based on how popular they thought it was going to be, but you can only again do so it's, much. It's just literally hard to predict this stuff. Like what people are going to want to think is cool. It, it, you're, we're seeing it after the fact, after all the decisions have been made. It's like, oh, know? it's obvious. Yeah. Oh, where, where's my baby Yoda, Disney? <laughs> Which, I mean, it's the me, child. It's not yeah. baby Yoda. That was to avoid spoilers. Uh, I don't think so. I think that was a whoopsie doodle. We care more about getting Disney Plus up and running than actually you know, doing any creative marketing meetings with our actual content at this point. Like they, they messed that up because by the time, the time the child comes out, no one's going to care. It's had six months of memes. It's, it's over. It's gone. No, I think it's still going to, I think it, it, like just like the Mandalorian figure are going to be pretty hot sellers. But again, how do they find Mandalorian was hot? I think it will be when it comes out too. I I think it's just, it's going to be the problem of, finding that right amount, like wave one for Transformers to where everybody's like, sweet, new wave, you know, a new line is out, you know, and, and we know it's just minor rebranding of the same line, but there's usually a different theme with it, you know, to to where all the retailers that are trying to buy it get what they need for their stock and it doesn't linger on shelves and seen as kind of like a half failure, but instead it just keeps repeating itself for a decade, but... But at the same time, okay, like the port... Like the Porgs in Star Wars, right? Like they thought those were going to be big and they weren't. Um, I mean, they were a little bit, but it's not the same as like Baby Yoda or whatever. I'm sure yeah. if they thought that it was going to be as big as what it was, they would have just thrown Baby Yoda in the, the actual movie instead of on the <laughs> TV show that's behind a paywall that you have to pay six bucks a month for or whatever it is. Well, they, you know kinda, what I mean? like, they at least did one thing that I thought was smart is that, that Baby Yoda doing the force healing. They like had that episode come out before Force uh, for the Rise of Jedi came out because that same power was in that movie, and I was like, "Oh, I just saw Baby Yoda do that yesterday." Yeah, and it makes sense instead of me being like, "What the fuck is she doing to that snake?" Right, right, <laughs> exactly. So uh, there was like at least a little bit of you know consorted effort there. Yeah. I guess I'll, my my point is just that it's not it's easy to make a call in retrospect. It yeah. is not up front because they make they have to make the call on the toys like. A year ahead of time. Yeah. You don't that's get a lot of, things, of time. That's one of the things, again, that the armchair businessmen 
that annoys me. You know, when I see people that have been doing it for a decade, like Orson, they captured prey, you know, they're like, Oh man, there's so much markup here. You can make so much money. It's like, you really can't like, it's, it's not a lavish lifestyle being a retailer of a shop, you know? Um, or they're like, Oh, third party's totally going to make this add on kit or, or whatever. And it's like, are you going to do it? Are you going to set the money to design that and get it produced and get it ran? And like, Oh, you're not <laughs> like, like these things don't happen for free. And there's a lot of internet warriors that are, I'll totally buy that. And you say, cool, here's the bill. And they go silent every single time. Like it's, it's, it's happened so much that it's, I can understand people that are either young or new to the community that, you know, feel that way or whatever, but like people that have been in for 10 years, it just surprised me. They're like, man, how many times have we done this song and dance? We know how it ends, <laughs> you know? Like it's, it's it's not going to go anywhere. There's no guarantee you're going to get that add-on set you want. Hasbro's not dumb for not making more of this. Just they can't predict the future. If it was your money, would you take that risk? You know, because it's somebody's money. So here, here's my question too. Is I'm really curious. Like with Hasbro now that they have Hasbro Pulse, and I realize they had Hasbro Toy Shop, but I I really think that with the Hasbro Pulse stuff and where they gave everybody essentially like a free year for the first year. How much did that disrupt things themselves? Because, like, you don't see a lot of, um, like, video games, for example, like Sony, I know, for the longest time, or uh, in, in Microsoft and whatnot, didn't want to sell digitally because they were worried about, you know, pissing off the retailers. And so Hasbro, I mean, the fact that they are selling this stuff at retail price, they're allowing you to pre-order and all that... Um, for cheaper than you know some of the the retailers and whatnot, I, I'm curious how much that's disrupted things. I think it's. Uh, very... Can I speak on that? Please. Yeah, oh, yeah sure. Uh, so I don't think it's a secret. I have been selling toys for a little while. I kind of made a little shop. We don't need to mention it, but uh, I for I didn't realize that has that Hasbro Toy Shop had been down for like two three months. And during that time, I saw massive increase. I'm like, ooh, is this going to work? I'm doing good. I go to Toy Fair last year, and I'm at the, the nice little event where they're showing everything, and this dude I've never seen walks out. And, he's, and we had heard about the words Hasbro Pulse, right? What, I thought it was just going to be – they've used that phrase before. There was an app for yeah, a while. It was that blog. I thought it was just going to be like, oh, it's going to be some new. They're going to rebrand it again. I didn't know it was going to be like the re, the new Hasbro toy shop. And then That's I remember right. standing in the front row like, oh, fuck. Like <laughs> when, they, when they showed that. <laughs> and it dawned on me that my increase was because there was no official source to buy stuff. And so they people were looking for things and Hasbro wasn't showing up first. And I happened to catch a few a few searches, and people were pre-ordering stuff with me. And then suddenly, mid-February, that all stopped. <laughs> because now you could do it at the source, you know, the place, the place you would expect to be able to yeah. do it. And so I actually applaud Hasbro, though, for doing this. Because I think, I'm, I'm like, why, if you're a manufacturer, why are you not yeah. taking advantage of Make the fact easy. that you are the manufacturer? Make it easy for people to buy your stuff. That's what you want. Pulse is so easy to buy stuff from. It's hard I, to track my orders later, but it's really yeah. Easy it has. To it's not absolutely it perfect, come. but it's great. They, they're doing. They're do, Everything they did, I was like, 
oh man, I thought I was smart, but you guys are just as smart as me. Damn. And so they, they, uh, you know, I think they did a really great job and I think they've done very well with pulse. I mean, and, and it, it hurt me. It hurt me a lot. I saw it immediately. And it I know it's happened better, to other people. If it makes you feel better. Like I'm not going to re up my premium. Like I don't, I use it because it comes for it for free. But like otherwise, I'll just get it from Big Bad at pretty much the same price and ship it with my pile of loot, or get it on Amazon, you know, with free shipping, because we we have Prime, you know, things like that. I'll just. I'm wondering if they'll do another promotion. I don't think they will. You know, I think the whole point was yeah. do the promotion to get people on it, and then see how well it carries through. I'm Let's sure, see how that goes. I'm sure it's a decision that they've probably made already, and are, um, you know, we'll see. Yeah. I could see I could see it going either way. They could be like, you know, last year if they took a huge loss on it last year, I could see them saying, "Nope, okay, that was just Which, the way we started." Well, when the they ship they everything in individual boxes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. clearly you know, clearly they haven't they got some kinks. They've they've made some mistakes, but they haven't made many, honestly. They they've they're doing it very well. I The guy the guy the guy who um announced it the guy who's basically like the project manager of the whole thing the one that runs has repulse i did uh get the chance to talk to him at the event i think i was the only person there that didn't wasn't looking at shiny new toys i'm like you build that in shopify bro he was like, like we know you did like, <laughs> obviously <laughs> so he i think he was surprised because that orders history is terrible Fix that's it. just that's just the, the that's why you buy that's why you use Shopify and Shopify Plus is because those things are like rock solid bulletproof so you don't change that stuff. Anyways, um, I think that's my whole point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I, I think I'm gonna re-up my Pulse Premium even 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 if there's no promotion. It's a good I deal. Math- it's fifty bucks, right? Yes, fifty bucks. I think, I think that's I what did it the math is, on yeah. it with the amount of stuff I ordered from them. We even without their crazy shipping. I more than made my money. They allowed me to get my Ghostbusters Masterpiece Optimus a day early, which allowed me to actually, you know, get it, which was definitely worth it. And then they did their Black Friday thing where I got 20% off my next four months of pre-orders, which I don't know if that was a mistake or if that was just That was happened, pretty good. Probably a mistake. About $300. I mean, when they first went up, Siege Deluxes were 10 bucks each. Which was yep. totally a mistake. First, yeah. first two waves. And they which did they, it they honored. Waves. They did they it twice. Them. They did it when they opened, and then they did it again two weeks later. And, and that's another thing that some people don't realize. Like Retailers don't have to um, no, honor screw-up prices. They are fully in their rights to say, we screwed up, we're canceling that because, I mean, for Hasbro Direct, that honestly probably still doesn't lose money. They just probably don't make money. You know, that's probably yeah. closer to wholesale price. But... You know, it's like they don't have to honor that, but you know, bigger companies do because you know it's just easier to be that way, and they'll get more people to buy there in general. But when your small third-party places don't want to honor some bullshit price that was obviously a typo, he's up. You know, <laughs> I do, I do wish Pulse would carry these smaller size classes, like well, first Bot Bots of course, but um, they don't carry Micromat. They'll do pre-orders for Micromasters, and they don't carry Battle Masters. So I wish they would do that, so I could just get everything in one place, but. I don't somewhere necessarily. Else. They they probably lose money because they're they're oh, shipping boy. that out like FedEx individually boxed or whatever for each individual. Just quit doing you that. know for each toy or so whatever. Silly. So yeah, how many but, of us have had stuff surprisingly canceled by Amazon like months in advance, uh, like yeah. months and months, months before it's supposed to be released, and they just cancel it for you. 
Apparently, I've gotten lucky and it hasn't hit me yet. But. Yeah, I've literally had pretty much everything canceled by Amazon one way or another. I tried it where I ordered it first thing, and they were like, oh, you've had this pre-order too long. Like, we're going to cancel this. And then I've had it where on the opposite thing where they're like, we took too many orders. And so since you were later, uh, since you waited or whatever, you're we're going to cancel your order too. So I'm uh, sorry, we're dumb. We had a case of the Monday. <laughs> But that's why I don't understand, like, Amazon. How can they just not call up Hasbro and be like, we want more? Like, I, I don't understand. Like, it, like, I would think Walmart because those or Amazon. Because orders are sent in so early. Yeah, then, but, like, like it's the, Amazon. Then the manufacturing like, is sent off. And Amazon probably makes one purchase order per wave. Yeah. And then they sell through it, and it's gone. Right, but, like, uh, how does that explain if I have a if they took a pre-order... And then they cancel they it like after the fact. Like, did I they just if they oversell a little, like the way planes Probably. overbook or oh, hotels overbook? That makes because sense. because they know that there's a, they got numbers. They can say, well, this product of this type, you know, has a cancel rate of about this much, so we'll order more. And if you're stuck in that little bit of where, that's oh man, these people is. actually wanted it fulfilled. That's that's what mm-hmm. it is. That's exactly that's my what guess. It is. Yeah. You know, that's and, that's and guess. Sometimes screw ups happen. You know, I mean, like we're human. Humans, there's computers behind it. But guess who wrote the software? More humans. You know, it's very possible that, you know, they say, hey, we want 2,000 of this. And there's a lot between we want 2,000 of this and you getting 2,000 of them. Yeah. It, you know, like factories have issues. Shipments have issues. Maybe only they got 1,900. And that's just what they got. And, and you know, it has to do with. It has to do with a lot of stuff that is like kind of it's logist, logistics translog, you know, because like. Why doesn't Target and Walmart and Walgreens and all the small distributors and Hasbro Pulse and Amazon get the same toys at the same time? It, you know, right. if, if in a perfect world, that's how it happened. They would all get them on Monday. Everyone would have Leader Astrotrain for sale for the same price. But that's not the way it works. Hasbro Pulse might get it first or Amazon does or the small retailers get it or Target gets it or Walmart or it never shows up. And depending I on can't explain it. And depending on where you are, getting it first can mean like especially if you're a small retailer, oh, yeah. not getting it first, you see your cancellations come in. <laughs> you know, which is gonna screw you over more and which makes it even tougher. You gotta have some windfall to to balance that out. Well you guys have given me at least something to think of because what I was hearing is that you guys are having problems with pre orders getting cancelled. And like part of my I'm not is, they are. Well, it happens at least. And part yeah. of my uh, m- mantra that, that I find is like, it's almost like guaranteed pre-orders, you know, like I've never missed one. I've never had someone not get what they, what they ordered. And that should be like part of my marketing. Yeah. I mean, no, that, that, for me, I think, I, I don't know if I'm going to go with Pulse again or not. It just depends on what they announce at, at Toy Fair. Um, but, uh, well, well they're going to announce, I mean, okay. So just if, we didn't have any news recently, but like they're gonna have these new GI Joe, Joe, GI yeah. Joe toys, right? Right. This year, and they're gonna have um, new. They got the Ghostbusters license. God, I'm excited about. So there's going to be at least like last year they were like we got Overwatch and stuff like that. This they were year like, we got Power Rangers. Yeah, and Power Rangers was a big one. Now it's, this year it's gonna be Ghostbusters and. And uh, what the other one? I just GI Joe is back. So like, there's gonna. My guess is that they're gonna have a lot. They're gonna they're gonna go 
all the way with Pulse this year and be like, first wave available now at this link, like they've done the past few years. So there's going to be a wild, it's going to be a wild time on Hasbro Pulse on February 22nd. I think, I think. that we're going to, we might see Marvel Legends style Ghostbusters and G.I. Joe's in that yes. same scale, just like they did for Power Rangers and Overwatch. Yep. More than likely. Yeah. So, yeah, that's we'll have to do a show at. on that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Toy Fair will be fun. When is that? Late Feb? Yeah. Uh, it's the weekend after Valentine's Day. Usually it hits right on Valentine's Day, but it's the one after. I will be going. So, so like, uh, oh, nice. Oh, we're going to have live from the field. No, you're not going to have live anything, but I, I would definitely live do. Live from <laughs> the field. I would do a live, like, recap when I get back to the hotel or something. If, if, we uh, did that we last year it. with you. I think we can do it again. Yeah. Did we? I didn't get it was in trouble. When you got back to the hotel or when you got back oh. home. You know what? No, I think that was part through, of the issue there. I'm going to get Mr. Starscream to help us. Oh, Maybe fine. He'll help us. I don't, I don't, I don't think he's going to be very good at that. But uh, <laughs> I'm going for another website. And this is the first year I've gone not for non-Transformers. So it's like, I feel like I'm a traitor or something. But I'm going for Ghostbusters.net. And it's because all are those you, Ghostbusters sites were invited because of the reveal. So, but are you going? Yeah, dog. I'm going. Yeah, that's what counts. Oh, I'm going. So there you go. So uh, for for all of your Ghostbusters news, turn into TFOP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like I don't think the Ghostbusters stuff is going to take long to cover, so I can easily hit the Transformer stuff and yeah. Is, and oh, everything else. I mean, Unicron will be there. You know, I'm sure they're going to show Devastator, the the final two bits, and hopefully, like all the new Studio Series stuff would be cool to see. Cool. Yeah, it'll cool. be fun. So, all right. Well, with that, uh, do we have any final thoughts before we wrap up? Rob. Well, one thing I wanted to say was that Rob touched on was the. The vintage shop retailers. I feel like they're popping up everywhere. Ever since we talked to the dude from Nerd Out, Randy, mm-hmm. Randy, I just feel like they are all over the place. So it's I started it's cool. looking and realized they were there. And someone in the chat had a while back too that like, if you're hardcore, like hit up your local uh, flea markets and your local trade shows yeah. and your general like comic cons that you have just in your area or the nearest town, bigger town near you. I um, mean you. You kind of be surprised what's there. I was like, in oh, Shib- oh. Uh, Go ahead. my in-laws are in Ohio, so at Christmas we drove up and back like we do every Christmas, and we were on the way back. I was like, you know what? I don't think there's any toy stores along the route, and there were. Like there was one in Cincinnati near my uh, in-laws' house, so we went there and it was awesome. And then on the way back through Kentucky, um, there was another store that was not. That was like five minutes off of our route that I went to. And it was a very crammed experience, but the owner was super nice. And it, it was a lot of digging and it was fun. And they had they had so much stuff, you know, of all kinds of different things. But it was, a, you know, it's just they're there. Like, if you like the vintage hunt, just check out for vintage toys on whatever route you're going. And you'll be surprised what you might find. Yeah, I was in Sheboygan, Wisconsin this weekend. And we were going to go to brunch and we had to wait 20 minutes and i'm like there's a weird looking sign up there i went up the street to the store oh my god i've never been in such a big toy store and it was called it was called freak toys with a z at the end of toys so i was like this name sucks but the store was so amazing i would recommend i mean if i ever it's like a good dairy con like stop 
on the way. It, it I mean, sounds like a place you can buy your like your uh, gimp masks and fall <laughs> gags. Right. But it had but, like you know, you tons of vintage. All sorts of vintage video game stuff, like board games, literally something for everyone. It had a big section for everybody. Yeah, and you know why I think that is? Is, like, other than Christian, you know, a lot of our cast is in 40-ish, give or take. You know, late 30s or whatever. Like, people have a little money to start up, things start up shops now. You know, and I think, and they're doing it. And then plus, you know, collector is so huge. The collector uh, culture is so huge right now, you know. Used to be, you know, superhero movies were kind of a more niche thing. You know, you got a Batman and a Superman, and that was it. And then you got a Spider-Man. Now it's it's huge. It's all this big multimedia event. San Diego Comic Con is insane. You know, and it's uh, it's a different world. You know, we'll still be there in thirty years, forty years, probably not the same. You know, it'll, it'll be something. Yeah, th- this is like th- it's a our, It's a it's an antique shop for our generation. Yep. Yep. Pretty sure I said that on the show. I've I never heard it said that way. I guess I missed that show, but yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Final, final thoughts, you know, just kind of, it's just interesting to see to me how went from toy hunts to, Oh, neat. Third party's big now, but you got to pre-order that. And so now it's like, Oh, I don't need a toy anymore. I'll just pre-order everything. And then I'm like, wait, where do I pre-order for the best price? Cause now there's so much competition, you know, cause again, <clears throat> eBay and show Z, which are more at the source. And then you get, you know, all the little stores, and then it's like some of the medium-sized stores are getting choked out between the big dogs, like Big Bad, the people that can undercut the crap out of you, like Show Z, and then you know the some of the the newer ones that have kind of rose up the ranks, like Chosen Prime, is pretty huge these days through a lot of heavy marketing and supporting of TFCon and things of that nature. You know, it's just it's interesting to me how it's changed and how you know I pretty much and I think general retail has a bit of that, no matter what you're buying, because of Amazon's influence. You know, I mean, yeah, we still go to Target, but we also have Target comes to us sometimes, you know, or Walmart does pickups where you can just swing by and pick it up. You can place your order ahead of time. I um, want to get one tomorrow. Yeah. You know, it's just uh, a lot of things have changed and uh, it's nowhere near like it was, you know, back in Cybertron, you know, the Unicron trilogy days where you just you got 40 figures a year, maybe. And you had to go to the store to buy them all. It's gone. Those days don't exist anymore. Yeah, I just think it's crazy that now you can order something online and just have it to your door in like a couple days. It's honestly sometimes easier to order something from Japan sometimes, and it can get there quicker to you than if you order something in the U.S. sometimes, just depending on what it is. That's definitely the case. Which is which is just nuts to me. So, like, just the global. I, I think that that's really the biggest change i've seen over the last few years is just the global likeness of retail and whatnot um and and that may not be the same in two years three years yeah oh yeah some of those shipping partnerships and the tax discounts in china's those go away right you know that's yeah shows no longer has a leg up ebay sellers no longer have a leg up you know you're back to big bad and some of your mid-tier you know, options you used to have that could be a little cheaper are no longer there. They've been squeezed out at this point. Well, and I think, again, a lot of those online retailers, like, you know, you'd mentioned about Chosen Prime and whatnot. I mean, I think a lot of it is is that, you know, you you develop a relationship with them and they help you out again with the parts and their service and things like that, um, you know, and even Capture Prey before they, 
you know, were gone. Um, that, uh, you know, I think that that's, that's the difference with some of those guys compared to, you know, whoever. If they can keep it, like Big Bad used to be known for how good its customer service was. But again, I've had no luck out of them the past few times, unless something was straight up broken. You know, if it's straight up broken, you know, it wasn't a problem. But every retailer will do that. You know, they're good about that. So Big Bad, even then, was still more of a headache. You know, they no longer have that personal touch. I don't think they have in years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and they're bigger, too. But, I mean, I've I've had pretty good luck with them, but, uh, you know, for the most part. But I don't know. I, That's you know, good. I'm also not... Uh, not reaching them out for everything to say, Oh, I've got a small, you know, paint chip here. So I need to return this and whatnot. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah. So, uh, and, uh, you know, thanks for everyone joining and participating in the chat. Um, I know we've had uh, quite a few people here, so thank you very much. Uh, and, um, Monday night crowd. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. A little mo- Monday night crowd. So, uh, we're probably going to switch back and forth between uh, pre-records and, and live, so we'll just kind of see, just depending on our, everybody's schedule. Part of the reason we switched to today is so that we can kind of have the option to do it Sunday or, or Monday. So um, but, yeah, It was uh, to get some cast members that have trouble making Sunday so that we can work in a few more pre-records to get those members in a little more often. Yeah, no, like, especially Don, I know people have mentioned, yeah. they're like, oh, where did Don go? Like, it's literally the time we were recording at on Sundays, like, he was always working, so, uh, so hopefully he can be on the show a little bit more, you know, with that, uh, but, uh, but yeah, so, and if you, uh, if you like what we do, uh, con- consider supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash TFLP. One dollar. <laughs> Little as a dollar, uh, all you know, up to $25. So, and I guess that's it. Oh, um, oh, what else we got? I was about to say, yeah, tomorrow we got microcasters airing, and then Wednesday is going to be ouch my wallet. Um, but it is going to be a pre record because I have other obligations on, on this Wednesday. It's pretty rare, I know. EverQuest launch, man, what are you going to do? Um, but there will be a show. It's just going to be a pre-record. Man, I tell you what. Doing what I can. So, <laughs> hey, at least we're going to have a show this week, right? As opposed to last week. Hey, last week I was <laughs> on a boat, motherfucker. Take a look at me. <laughs> um, and the week before oh, that, I tried to have a show. And all y'all flaked on me. Except Paul, like 10 minutes before, was like, oh, hey, I can do it now. And I'm hey, like, I'm, Dude. I'm, not, I'm not busy. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. So. All right. Hashtag content on this yeah. Wednesday. So. Uh, mm-hmm. Microcasters tomorrow at uh, 8.30 Central, 9.30 Eastern. I think uh, live on the Facebook TF Talk page. Uh, and I think we're doing Legends. Is that right, Christian? We're doing some manner of Legends. I don't have any Legends. so I think. I don't know. Whatever we'll Anna think. decides to bring us. Uh, we told her she can you know, do whatever her thing this what week. What counts so. as legends these days? I, I don't know. What, I whatever. We're talking has. about the vulture wave. <laughs> find <laughs> out, find out tomorrow. On yeah, <laughs> there you go. Whatever she brings to us. So anyway, cool. all right. Well, thanks everyone. We'll see, catch you all next right. week. Bye. Good night. Uh... This has been transformers for your listening pleasure. 
a presentation of tftalk.net. We'd like to thank you for listening and ask that you please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet and share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TFYLP. Email us at podcast at TFYLP.com. This is Paul Lighting, and on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening. And we hope you'll join us next time for another TFYLP. Ha, ha, ha.